Welcome to the sermon podcast for Canton Church. We gather every week in Canton, Georgia to worship and grow together through God's Word. We exist because generations matter. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, well, good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Doing good? All right. Love it. Loving the 1130 crowd. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, my name is Casey Kamitz. My wife Haley and I, um, and Baby Praise, we are the youth college and connections pastors here at Canton Church, um, which we absolutely love. We've been here for almost a year now, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, we're originally from Lebanon, Ohio, which is in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Is there anyone in here that knows where Lebanon, Ohio is? I've got a couple people, okay, besides my family members who are here. Um, so that's always good. Um, but anyway, we, so we've been here for a little while, but we're still trying to get used to Georgia. Um, and that was the fact a couple weeks ago um, as we were taking some family members uh, shopping. We went down to uh, the Kennesaw area and we were shopping for most of the day, which was miserable. Um, but we were finally, it was finally over and we were going home. And it was like 7.30 and I was starving and um, I was getting a little hangry. Um, and for those of you who don't know what hangry is, it's when you're so hungry, you're starting to get a little angry, okay? So I was pretty hangry at the time, um, and I was just excited to go home and get some food. Um, so we end up leaving the mall somewhere in Kennesaw, and I asked Haley, I was like, Haley, since we really don't know where we're going that well yet, like, can you just put it in the GPS? And she's like, you know what? Um, I, I've got to, I remember how to get back. Like, just go up there, turn left, get on the highway, 575 will take us straight back to Canaan. And being the good husband that I am, I listened, okay? And so I go and turn, and we get on the highway, and I'm, we're driving for a couple minutes, and I've got some, uh, we got our family in the car, and they're talking, and, you know, we're chit-chatting, and I'm driving, and I'm like, this is weird. This doesn't look like the way we came. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever, just keep going. So we kept driving, and um, we were driving for a few more minutes, and I was like, man, like, I'm losing my marbles. I really... Like, I really don't feel like this is the way that we came. Um, and then finally, like, I start to see signs for Cartersville. And I'm like, again, I'm not a Georgia expert yet, so I'm still trying to, like, figure out what it is. I'm like, man. I was like, oh, crap. I was like, we're on 75. Because 75 gets us to Cartersville, and 575 gets us to home. Um, and I was like, Haley, please, please tell me we're not on 75. And she looks it up, and we're like, yep, sure enough, we're 45 minutes away. So now, what should have been a 20-minute drive to get home and get food and to appease my hangry attitude now is 45 minutes. Um, so my hangry attitude just went off the charts for that. And then I was like, you know what? It's all right. I'll survive. I'll get food in, in a few minutes. Um, but as I kind of simmered down a little bit, I was like, you know, it's crazy how, how one wrong turn can get us so far from home. How one wrong turn can get us so much farther from our intended destination than we first anticipated. Um, which got me thinking about our thought pattern. And I don't know if, about you guys, but for me sometimes I'll be thinking of something and I'll like, think about something else and then I'll, I'll end up like, how in the world did I like, think about this? Like, where did I start? And then I backtrack and think like, okay, I thought about this and then that led to this and like, how did I start with Chick-fil-A and end up with Unicorn? Like, where, in what process, how did I get to that? And, like, it just confuses me sometimes. Um, and then, like, even when I'm in those thought process and in that thought pattern, sometimes, like, weird things can, can start to creep in. 
like fear and doubt and anxiety, depending on what I'm thinking about, whether it's family or future or finances, I allow those things to sometimes come and take over my thought process, my thought pattern. Um, But today uh, in Romans, Paul is talking about how um, that doesn't have to be the case, how through the scripture we can have hope and we can change um, our thought patterns. Um, So we're actually going to start in Proverbs 4.21, and um, you're probably thinking, like, we're supposed to be in Romans. Like, does this guy know that, like, we're not in Proverbs? We're doing a Roman series this this, uh, summer. So I promise we'll get to Romans in a second. But first, Proverbs 4.21 says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. See, the Bible here is calling us to fill ourselves with the word of God so that fear, doubt, anxiety, all of those things don't take hold of our thought patterns. In Romans 15, 4, it says, whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us on how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. So Paul here is talking about instruction, got me thinking about instruction manuals. Um, And if you've ever built anything from Ikea, you know that you need an instruction manual. I am not a handy guy. I can barely screw with a screwdriver into the wall or a drill. Like it's, yes, yes, I said screwdriver. See, a drill, like I'm that bad when it comes to handy stuff. Um, So I need all the help I can get. I need those instruction manuals. I need that stuff when I'm putting uh, different pieces like that together. Uh, but another thing that I'm in desperate need of when it comes to an instruction manual is being a dad. So I'm a first-time dad. I've got a six-and-a-half-month-old. His name's Praise. Um, and, and no one's telling me how to get through this season where he's teething and he's not napping for more than, like, ten minutes at a time. He's not th- sleeping through the night, and he's pooping all the time. Like, it is unbelievable. I wish someone, if there are any dads in here that have an instruction manual on how I can get through this season of life, please talk to me later. I need it. I'll pay you money. I promise. Like, I'm, I'm in, in desperate need of help um, with that. But I, I actually got to, uh, to have a milestone um, for being a dad recently. Um, not a great one, not a super fun one, but um, we went, Pastor Trevor and I led a trip to Guatemala. So during that week, I was obviously gone from my son for the first time. Um, so that was kind of hard. But one of the cool things was that we got to FaceTime each other, and he would get so excited every time he heard my voice. And when he gets excited, he kind of like sticks his arm straight out, and then like all of his energy look. Like, he just gets so excited, and I absolutely love it, and you probably think I look ridiculous, and I know, but I just wanted to show you, like, that's how excited he gets, and I loved it, and I love seeing him do that, um, but it was so cool to see how, like, he reacted to me, how he reacted to his dad, his father, differently than he reacted to some of the other people. We had students on the trip, um, and some of them would try to talk to him, and, and he, would, he loves them, and he would talk to them and be excited to talk to them. Uh, he would try to communicate with them. Um, But it wasn't nearly the same as how excited he got with his dad. And as I was thinking about that, like, why is that the case? Because I I talk to him all the time. I I bug him all the time. I'm talking to him more than probably he wants. Like, he starts to cry when he's had enough of me. But, like, I spend so much time with him. I'm so invested in him that he knows me. He knows my voice. He knows what I sound like. He knows what I look like. And as I continue to think about, like, over the next 18 years probably, I'm going to be his instruction manual. I'm going to be the one that is teaching him and showing him 
what he's supposed to do and who he's supposed to become and and the little steps that he needs to take, and I am his instruction manual. And number one, that's absolutely terrifying, and it scares me to death, Uh, but it got me thinking, like, who or what is my instruction manual? Who or what is giving me direction and instruction on how to live and how to become all that God has called me to be? And in here, it's talking about, Paul is talking about that the scripture is that key. John 10, 27 says, my, my sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See, I want to get so excited when I talk to my Heavenly Father. I want to get so excited when he says my name and when I get to hear his voice. That's how I want to react. And Paul is saying that we can do that. We can have that type of relationship. But part of that comes through the word. In Romans 15:4, it said, Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. The first thing about this verse, one of the things that stood out to me is that, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have the mindset that, like, people in the Bible, they didn't have the Bible. Like, we're not in the Bible times, so we get the Bible, uh, but if you were in the Bible, that means you didn't get it. But that's not necessarily true. Paul is still encouraging them to use Scripture. So for whatever they were facing, whatever they're going through, Paul is encouraging them to use the Scripture to endure those things. And once again, I have a a six-and-a-half-month-old baby, so I need the scripture to endure what I'm going through, the sleepless nights, the poopy diapers. I'm in desperate need of everything that I can get to endure this season of my life. Um, I need scripture to give me hope for the situations that I'm in. You know, some of us are either struggling in situations or we know of other people who are in, in situations that seem absolutely hopeless. Whether it's a physical need or financial need or a family need, it just, no matter how you look at it, it just seems like, you know what, there's, there's, there's no good outcome here. But Paul is encouraging us to look at it instead of through an earthly lens, to look at it through a heavenly lens, through Jesus' lens on how he looks at those situations. And when we start to do that, we see that there is hope. And we know that that hope is Jesus. It's just like if I were to put on these sunglasses. As I put them on, I can see things a little bit differently. The, the lights are no longer blinding me. I can see some faces now. But when I take them off, it's a totally different perspective. And Paul is saying we as Christians need to put on the glasses so that we can transform our minds and understand and see situations how Jesus sees them. Instead of looking through our natural lens, our natural eyes, like we need his perspective and we need to see things through his lens. In Romans 15:5, it says, may the God who gives you endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. St. Paul is saying that we'll never have that perspective. We'll never have a mind like Christ unless we transform and renew our minds through the scripture. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, when we fill ourselves with the word, we can be transformed. Our minds can start to look like Christ. Most of us have that desire. Most of us want to be like Christ. Most of us here have a deep desire to please and honor him in everything that we say and do. But there's a problem. There's a huge gap. There's something missing. 
And if I can get some of my friends who were called to come up and help me, that's you guys. Just come up, hop up here on stage real quick. Hopefully I have 10 people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, it'll be right. Oh, here we go. Perfect. All right. So go ahead and line up for me, all right? So here, these 10 people represent you guys, represent the body of Christ, okay? And in a recent survey, it said that 90% of church people have a desire to please and honor God. They have a desire to be more like him, okay? So let's, let's take, oh, I'll take, I'll take one person away, okay? That's saying that this is the only person who doesn't love Jesus, okay? And they go to church, but they don't want to look like Jesus, all right? But all of these people are you guys. Are you people who really have a deep desire to want to grow and want to obey and become like Jesus, okay? That's the 90% who have that desire. The 1%, sorry, who doesn't, okay? But that's not you guys, of course. But here's the problem. Here's where the gap is. Out of this group of people, only 20%, so now you're the good, you're part of the good, only 20% read their Bible every day. Out of everyone that had a desire to be more like Christ, only 20% of those actually do something about it. You guys can go sit down. Thank you. I appreciate you. So how will we ever have a mind like Christ? How will we ever see things with hope through his perspective if we're not willing to transform ourselves with the word of God? That's like you coming up to me and saying, Pastor Casey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Wow, that's fantastic. You go for that. How, how are you going to do that? Well, I've got a secret. I'm actually not going to do anything. I'm not going to change the way I eat. I'm not going to change working out. I'm going to keep eating my Chick-fil-A. I'm going to keep getting my Starbucks every day. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I'm not going to do anything different, but I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I probably look at you like you're crazy. And all of us agree that unless you're willing to make some changes, unless you're willing to change your lifestyle, that result of losing 50 pounds is not going to happen. So the same thing goes for us. Whether we're a part of the 90% who really has a desire to be more like God, to honor him and please him in everything that we do, to have a mindset like him, if you're a part of that group, what are you doing to transform and change your mind? It starts with little lifestyle changes. And one of the ways that we can start that lifestyle change is just by opening up the word every day. It's cool that the day we live in today is we've got our Bibles at our fingertips. Um, I actually haven't opened my Bible in two years. I know you guys are judging me. I mean just my, like, my actual Bible. I open this just about every day with my reading plan because I have my Bible on my phone. But I haven't opened my real Bible in a long time because I've transitioned to this. And I spend now most of my time in the word in the bathroom, okay? And before you judge me and say that's disgusting, all right, listen, here. You understand if you've been a parent or if you have small kids that any time for peace and quiet, you are going to take advantage of it, okay? So with my baby, anytime I can escape for like 45 minutes to the bathroom and spend time with the Lord, like I'm going to do it. And I don't know why like Haley gets mad at me and says like 45 minutes, that's a long time. I'm like, lady, like I'm trying to grow in the Lord. Like I'm trying to be like him. Like that shouldn't be a bad thing. Don't get mad at me. Um, and then she's like, how come... Every time praise needs a diaper change, you go and spend time with the Lord. You know, like, like what's up with that? Um, but I, you know, I, I should probably stop because if I keep going, I'm going to get in trouble later. So anyway, I'm just going to see I'm getting better as a husband. All right, you just got to 
Anyway, so we're talking about being transformed. We're talking about the word um, and being washed in the word. Like, what does that mean? Why? What's the, what's the purpose? Um, here's the bottom line. You can't live by being fed on Sundays alone. You can't eat just one time a week or you will starve. There have been seasons in my life where I've gone, you know, weeks on end where the only time that I spend any time with the Lord or get into his word is on a Sunday morning. And during one of those seasons of my life, uh, the Lord spoke something to me, and he gave me a little bit of an analogy. And he said, Casey, imagine this. This is what you're doing right now. It's like you were to go to your friend's house and order some pizza. So you go and you order pizza, and the pizza comes, and I would order chicken pizza because I love chicken. Uh, That's a side note. But anyway, so you would order pizza, and pizza would come, and your friend, you're you're the guest of honor, so you would go and sit at the table, and your friend would come and bring you a piece of pizza. And as he brings you your piece, he starts to take a bite of it. And you're like, ah, okay, that's funny, like, good one, you got me. And then you, like, go to get another piece. Um, But instead of him going to get you another one, he takes another bite, chews it up, and spits it on the plate and gives it to you. Okay, and at this point in the analogy, I'm like, Lord, what are you talking about? This is weird. This is disgusting. Like, if someone did that to me, I would throw up. I'm getting a little nauseous just thinking about someone chewing up food and giving it to me. Um, But this is what the Lord said. He said, that's exactly what it's like when you only listen to a pastor's message on a Sunday morning and you don't open up the word of God for yourself any other day of the week. It's like you're letting someone else chew up the food that you need and you're just getting regurgitated truth. See, not only does God want to give you truth every day, he wants to directly speak to you. He wants to have a relationship with you, not just through a pastor. He wants to give you things that can sustain you every single day. And we understand that no matter, we all know that Pastor Jeremy does an incredible job every Sunday, providing the word, giving us truth that's easy for us to consume and go live it out. But that's not what God intended. He didn't intend it for you just to to get and survive on on only eating one time a day. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be able to eat every day to get nutrients and truth that helps you thrive, not just survive. In Matthew 6.11, it says, give us this day our daily bread. See, he's not talking about actual bread here. He's talking about as believers, as Christians, we're supposed to use the word every day, eat the word every day to sustain us, to help us to keep going through the things that we need to go through, all the hard times. We need something to give us sustenance each day. And I know some of you are probably thinking like, that's awesome. I know I need the word. I know I need to grow. I know I need that stuff. But like, I just, I get so busy and my day goes by and like, before I know it, it's been days or weeks where I haven't spent any time in the Word. Like, I'm just so busy doing so many different things. And look, I get it. I, I spend, there are many times where that's the same case for me, where I just, I just get so busy doing good things and just miss out on that. But it's so important. One of the things that I saw during, as I was studying for this message is that on average, Smartphone users are on their phones three and a half to four hours a day. And you might tell me, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm not on my phone nearly that much, or I'm not, I don't have social media or Facebook or Instagram so that I spend that much time on, on my phone. That might be the case. But what is your hobby? What's your thing that you go to? Is it gardening? 
Is it spending time every night watching Netflix? Is it, is it golfing? What is it that you do three, four, five hours a day that's just kind of your time to relax and, and veg out? What is it that you do? For most of us, it's, it's we're on our phone or doing social media. It, it may be anything for you. So what is it? What would happen if we consciously took some of that time, some of the time on our phone, some of the time watching Netflix, some of the time doing our hobby, Maybe not, I'm not saying you have to totally throw your phone away and social media is bad and all this stuff, but what if we took a little portion of that time and consciously put it towards washing ourselves with the word, eating the word daily so that we could transform our minds so that we could look like Christ? What would happen in our families if we started to look more like Christ because of our time with him, because of our time in the word? What would happen in our circle of friends if we started to consciously do that? What would happen in our communities, our schools, so on and so forth? You know, if I were to tell you that I knew a guy, he's a motivational speaker, and he can help you live your best life. He's super famous. He's going to inspire you to do all that you are supposed to do. He's going to instruct you and give you tips and tricks to become your very best self. He's going to help you grow in ways that you never thought possible. He's going to give it all to you, and he's just going to wrap it up in a bow, and he's going to give it to you. You'd be like, okay, i got to know this guy. Like, he's, he's obviously got something that I need. Like, I'll pay money to come hear him speak. I've got a little secret, and some of you have caught on. I'm proud of you for that. But that motivational speaker is Paul. And he's just talked about it. He's given us all of that stuff in Romans right here, saying, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide us, we might have hope. See, here Paul is telling us that through the word of God, you are going to find inspiration to be all that you have called to be. He's saying that through the scriptures, you're going to be instructed and have an instruction manual on the next steps, on vision for your life, and where you're supposed to go, and who he wants you to be. On how to develop, on how to mature, on how to help those around you do the same thing. He's saying that through scriptures, through your daily bread, you are going to get encouragement. There's going to be life spoken into you. There's going to be things that help you. The word's going to help you endure what you're going through. And again, I don't know what situation you're going through, what situation looks hopeless, seems hopeless. But here's the thing. It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't cost us anything to get this motivational speaker's advice. It doesn't cost us money. All it costs us is a little decision to change your lifestyle. So are you willing, are you willing to make that change? Are you willing to say, you know what? I could take out 15 minutes on my phone I could take 20 minutes away from golfing or gardening or whatever it is so that I can start to use the word to transform my mind, my heart, so that I would look more like Christ. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make that little sacrifice that will help you look more like Christ? As the band comes up, I just want everyone to go ahead and close their eyes, bow their head, close their eyes. For some of us in the room, um, we haven't yet accepted Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior. Um, and that's, that's the very first step, to be transformed, 
so that you can spend eternity with him. That is the first thing that you need to do. So we want to pray with you. If there's anyone in here that wants to enter into a relationship with Jesus, why don't you just go ahead and raise your hand right now, and we want to pray for you. Thank you so much. For the next group of people, we want to, to pray for you. If you have a desire to be more like Christ, if you have a deep desire to change your lifestyle so that you can be transformed to have a mind like Christ, I just want you to raise your hand. If that's you, just raise your hand. We want to pray for you. Thank you so much. God, right now, number one, we thank you for what you're doing here. God, we thank you for each person who is making the decision to enter into a relationship with you. God, I thank you that they get to spend eternity with you. I thank you that you get to come and wrap them up in your love. I pray that they would just feel your presence like never before. And God, for those of us who are believers already, God, I just ask that you would just help us. God, would you spark a fire in us to want to be consistently in the word, consistently being able to transform ourselves to look more like you. God, I pray that you would help each one who has a heart to do that. God, would they set time aside? Would they make you the number one priority? God, would they come in and just surrender everything in their life so that they could make this a habit daily so that they could eat and be transformed to look more like you? God, we thank you for what you're doing. I pray that you would pour out your blessing on them as they are obeying and seeking after you. God, help them to look more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening. If you would like more information about today's message or about our church, we invite you to visit us at cantonchurch.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash cantonchurchga. 